This is Bantam's Banter. Hello from Valley Parade. Now this is a little bit awkward because <laughs> we made a video last week, you might have seen it, where we asked a lot of questions of Edin, a lot of questions of the ownership, what's going on at the club, and we got a call from Edin and the club to say we'd like to answer some of those questions, we'd like to face some of those questions and put some of the fans' minds at ease. So we're joined now by Bradford City Chairman, Edin Reich. Hello, Edin. Hi. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you thanks. feeling fine? Yeah. You've had a busy week. Yeah, you, you, you were yawning before, so you need to get a bed in your office. Yeah. But you said you need to get a head coach first. <laughs> yeah. Priorities, eh? Before I go on holiday. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah, the priority one is, of course, the head coach. So. Yeah. Sure. So well, how has this week been for you? It's obviously been a tough week. Um, we, yeah. saw, we, saw, we saw you, or we spoke to you on Monday, and yeah. you, you let us know a little bit about how tough your week's been. Well, it's tough and exciting in one, because we've got so many applicants and exciting managers and coaches and uh, yeah you have to go through you have to find a way to say okay do they match our profile and um, yeah the list getting shorter and shorter and um, I hope of course as soon as possible that we can uh, <coughs> announce a new coach but we need time for I think really we have to be 100% sure yeah, you never know the time will tell was it right or not yeah. but if you have in the beginning the right feeling then I think um, then you can't judge the decision later on, <clears throat> but sure. you have to. Do, you, do it excite you looking through those list of managers? Do you ever get one you think, wow, I can't believe he's applied? <laughs> I mean, our profile is a little bit different, but we uh, showed also that the development is very important of yeah. players. Um, as I said several times, you can't compare our budget with Blackburn, Wigan, Sunderland, the others, so you have to find a different way to compete. Yeah. You can't go in, in the battle, <laughs> you say in Germany, you can't go to battle and <clears throat> to have such a weapon and uh, to fight against other ones with such a weapon. So we yeah. have to find a guerrilla way yeah. uh, to beat them and therefore um, we should sign exciting players and players who can develop and probably um, uh, increase their value and then to be kind of of the same budget value. But yeah. in the beginning, uh, you have to find another way and therefore the coach or the, the head coach has to understand that this is important for the club. Saturdays is brilliant, we have to win every game, we get it, but <clears throat> on the long run we have to develop players, if we like it or not. If we want to go up and want to have um, a sustainable plan with Bradford and, and also not a risky plan to get into the next bankruptcy or insolvency, we have to find a way then to get the right players and to develop them, to sell them, to sign new ones and to improve the level of, uh, of the spot. Sure. You use the word head coach there. It's uh, a terminology we'll get back to. We'll talk to you about that in a little bit in a bit. But I just want to make sure that your, what you will look for in a head coach matches up with what Bradford City fans think we need. So Bradford City fans want somebody who understands the club, somebody that understands fans, somebody that will Obviously, somebody that wants to succeed, um, somebody who shows passion for the club. Are there similar things you look for? Yeah, and that's independent if he's a coach or manager. Someone who respects the club and wants the best for the club can be both. Someone who wants to excite the fans, has to play a massive, attractive football, so can be also both. Uh, um, someone who understands the game, yeah. But for me, it's important at first what you said, he has to understand the club 
in the club views and, and strategies. And the strategy is to develop, develop players in the first place. And uh, that's the reason we mentioned coach or head coach. I mean, at the end, the terminology is it's not for interest. As long as we see that during the season that the first thing and the most important thing for this coach is the club in decisions. When can we play a young player? When can we bring someone on to, to, to break him or, uh, through the first team? So he has to tell me that and not I have to force him in a situation to say you have to play him. And sure. that's the exciting thing. And the coach has to have a kind of confidence and the backing of, of, of uh, the owners to say, yeah, he can go for it. And we don't want to play with 11, 18 years old players. That's a total wrong picture what we what we want to do. We had last season experienced players. Think about our defense, over 30. Over yeah. 30. Yeah, exactly. Good defense, but uh, not the youngest one. But yeah, and um, I think that's one thing that, that kind of worries fans, especially you, you did a great piece in the Telegraph on Argus today, Simon Parker. There are a few things in there that worried a lot of fans. I think one of them was that focus on youth. Because again, as, Bra as Bradford City, it's great. As, as, as fans, we want to see youth develop. We want to see us get players that we can develop and then potentially sell on for a big amount of money. But we also want to make sure that the right players are in there alongside them, that we have experienced players, that there are professionals playing in the first 11 that are capable of getting Bradford City promoted. Yeah. So forget now the youth, okay? Let's put this to bed. For me, Charlie Wyke is a young player of 25. So if we bring him, to a level that he can score over 20 goals, then we've done it. So we improved it and, 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 and he can probably get the next step and, and, and we're all happy. So it's not about just the 18 years old players, it's all the players we would like to sign, a 20, 22 years old player with two appearances. That's all about, but you can't play with five, also, 18 years old without any appearances. That's the mixture is the most important thing in, in football. You need these experienced players in League One, there's no doubt, Kill Gallons, Knight Percival, see, very experienced. Then you need a middle-aged group, which is also important, like Jones, uh, Wyke, who, who have a lot of games under the belt, but still young. You, saw, you saw what Warnock did when he came, didn't you? Sorry, Don, back into the season, Stephen Warnock turned up and you, that defence just totally showed up and it left that position, he did really Yeah, well. to be fair now, no one believes it, but it was my idea to look for Warnock, so, and everyone thinks, oh, I'm looking for Deuce, but I thought he was here, He's a really professional, with a lot of experience. Probably we need him. And, you suggested and, did you still want? Yeah, yeah. And, and Greg and Stuart said, oh, if we can get him, he's brilliant. So and then we looked for him, and, and that shows once more you have to find find the right balance. And Stephen Warnock showed that he's a massive, massive professional, good player. Mm -hmm. And this shows also the young players to say, listen, if I want to be there, I have to be on time in the training session, and 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 be ready to go the extra mile. You, you, meant, you mentioned there that it was your idea to bring Stephen Warnock in. Is that a big part of your role personally? Do you, do you keep an eye out for players? Do you suggest players to Greg and the manager? It was not the idea. As we said, we, we sat together, Stuart, Greg and I, and we went through the players and said, what can we do? And it was my proposal. So it's not my idea. It doesn't come from me. Once more, Bradford City, it looks like from outside, it's a, a Eddie Rajic one-man show or James Mason's one-man show. That's all about a team. If we don't find a way to bring all together as a team and everyone plays a part in it, uh, uh, then we as a club we will have no chance. And probably this is why I forced this word head coach. For me, a good example is another sport, uh, American football. Is it a manager head coach? It's a head coach with all specialists around for attacking and attacking coach, a defending coach, and that's all about it. We have a specialist as a goalkeeping coach. 
we have specialists as developers, the under 18 coaches and, 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 and the assistants. So everyone plays a part in it. And that would be great that we sit together Sunday uh, after the game, uh, Saturday after the game and say, listen, we won together. Isn't it brilliant? And we cried together and we lost. But togetherness, that's all about what I say, what we missed this season uh, in and around the club and, and on and off the pitch where uh, this is probably also the reason where the terrible run came out from January. And, and this is a massive challenge for next season, also for me as a chairman, that I haven't found a way to bring all together. And that was my massive lesson, uh, um, learning curve from this season, that if we don't, if we, if Stefan and I, and at the end, I don't find a way to bring all together to say, it's all about Bradford City, guys. It is. Sure. Then we can't be successful. So you acknowledge that, that there were mistakes last year? That, you, that last season mistakes were made by, by yourself? So you can use mistake or definition. I've told you the important thing, if you have such a club, such a family club that has so many changes, also with us as foreigners and German owners, um, some people like it, some people don't like it. But at the end, the club can't, it's for our point of view, Stefan Zay, the club can just survive if you run it like business. It's impossible. And it showed also this season, like Shrewsbury and Huddersfield, what is possible if all in the club and around the club stay together. Huddersfield never had a biggest budget, or West Ham had probably a two times higher budget than Huddersfield, or if you see Shrewsbury, I think they had 50% from our budget. And who's now in the Wembley final? So this is my challenge as a chairman, to bring all people, employees, staff, fans, once more all together, and uh, uh, and then I think we can compete. There was a lot of changes last year. There were a lot of people behind the scenes going as well. Is it quite difficult then to do that? When people, so many people that have been here, long-standing people behind the scenes of the club were leaving and going, is it hard then to get people together behind the scenes and to get them? Yeah, yes, so difficult. it is. And uh, <clears throat> the first year was, it's like if in any other business, if you buy a club or a company, um, it's exciting. Oh, our season, the first one was overexciting because we went to Wembley. So you see some things, but you say, okay, come on, let's focus on. Everyone's happy. We are in a positive run. Don't mess about. But in the second season, you've seen things you want to change and we start to change things. And, and some people have accepted it and some haven't. And uh, at the end, I've invested my money in Bradford City, so I want to do the best for Bradford City. Do I make always the right th a decision? No, of course not. I'm not a mastermind. I'm not a god. Yeah. I think a lot yeah. of fans think you are a mastermind. Yes. Thank you. The, Appreciate the, it. The, the most comments as well are: you should be. You got your badges. Why don't you become manager? Oh, is that something that you want to do? Do you want to be the manager of Bradford City? Do you want to wind me up now? <laughs> I'm just asking. Do you, Do you want? Do you? It's the most comments we get. It's It's one of the most. Obviously, you get a lot of. Can I say something? It's totally bullshit. Okay. <laughs> it's totally bullshit. Well, how do you I, feel when you see things like that? Th things that aren't true? It's, it's of course hard, you know, because uh, I'm Bradford City through and through. I work from Monday till Sunday, you know. I mean, I, you can ask my kids when do you have time, Dad, and whatever. And then, and as I said, you can't make always the right decision. But if you want to do the right decision for Bradford City, then you can make mistakes. And, and this is for me, if I read this, you know, that's. 
sometimes hard to understand where, where this, these rumors come, but this shows me once more that I haven't reached and get all together. There's and a I lot have of, to find um, a way then. Is that one of your things to achieve then? There's a lot of information that seems to come out of the club. We hear so many rumors and we're like, where's that, where's yeah, that, I mean, where's so, that come from? Social media, I guess, these days is a breeding ground for rumors. There's a lot of them. Sometimes if a club doesn't respond to them or answer them, they, they get out of control. And, and people start to believe it. Like they said, some shit sticks sometimes, and, and sometimes people start to believe that. We do it, we believe it. If we see something, we might yeah. believe it. What, what, how does this information get out? How does it get out of the club? It's a difficult question, isn't it? I mean, it looks like that uh, um, information are going the wrong way to the wrong side, and, and especially when the information has been twisted. And that's for me uh, just not understandable because then I know these guys, he or she, uh, uh, are not interesting in success of Bradford City because then they have their own agendas. And that's, I think, it's a big problem. Uh, not just Bradford City, it's everywhere in a company or in clubs. How can you find a way uh, that everyone believes in our story and our uh, idea and strategy? And I have to convince the employees, I have to convince the staff, I have to convince the new coach that this is the right way. Because every chairman and owner has to convince the people, say, listen, that's the right way. But if you don't like it, then say it. Here's the door and you can go to do something else. But don't stay then and cause problems. And that, that's for me very important to understand. It's, every, it's everyone's freedom to say, listen, I, I, I don't get your strategy. I don't understand it. I don't understand your language. I don't like you. I have to accept this, I appreciate this, but then you have to make a decision and say, yeah, I will go. And, and, and this is the thing we really have to find a way now, and, and, and now the summer is clear for us very important, after two years' time, now to say, we have to make now clear decisions and to see a team on and off the pitch which can really show, like Shrewsbury and Huddersfield, it's possible under such circumstances to knock on the door. How how do you plan to get everybody pulling in the right direction? Everybody on side, everybody... I guess, I guess there, are, there are a lot of unhappy fans. There are a lot, the, the, for, for whatever reasons... I'm unhappy. They... Don't tell me what fans, I'm, I'm also unhappy. Why should I be happy with So what, what are you going to do to stem the tide to stop that and, and, and make Bradford City a success again? Because a part of that success is the fans being on your side, is the fans being happy. Listen. Once more, what is success? If you look behind the scenes, what we are doing, and that's the biggest gap we have now. Internally, if you ask employees what we're doing with the new shop, with the pitch, you have seen the pitch, with the youth academy, we are massively ahead of the game comparing to two years ago. And then from outside, people want to influence us, we are in crisis. That's also, if I can say, is bullshit. Yeah, we've been 11th, we've never been in relegation battle. Come down, guys. Yes, we made decisions which probably not everyone is happy, but... Um, Do you think those decisions meant that we didn't progress last season? Are you referring to Stuart McCall here? No, well, not, not, not Stuart McCall was a massive decision, obviously. I don't just mean that. I mean, the sacking of Stuart McCall, of course, but other decisions around there. Because last season, playoff final, we didn't win it, but we thought this season might have been the season that we did really well, and that didn't happen. Not really. We had a great up until Christmas things start to go downhill a little bit, especially after the Yeovil game. Is that when the wrong decisions were made? Do, do, can you pinpoint when do you, do when you, you made decisions? It's coming back on the 1st of January, and that's also um, statistics, we, it's the only game we won when we've been 1-0 down. 
it was fantastic. It's the only game in the whole season. So we won 2 1, and the Ewell Town game on, came next week. Yep. And then we thought, oh my God, it's a great chance uh, um, <clears throat> to get a f in the fourth round. So at the end, I haven't played, sorry for that, but. I haven't managed a team, so I wasn't influenced. Yes, it was the Luke Henry situation, which we have to um, sort out, but this can't be a reason for to lose this game in such a way. I feel sorry for Luke because uh, uh, I've listened with Greg and Stuart the whole week, the Uval Town situation. They had 14 players available, the best players with red cards and, and, and injured out of the game. They signed three players, never played men's football on loan, and they had 17 players on Saturday. And we discussed the Luke Henry uh, situation, where once more I feel sorry for him because it was not his uh, fault. And then we lose the game. And everyone blames, I don't know, the chairman and everyone. And the, and the players and, and, and the manager was happy. So listen, it's fine. It's Edin's fault, so everyone's happy. So, well, can you, can of you course, the, the, the influence of the draw on Monday that uh, Town got Man United, I think this has had a massive impact also for us in um, transfer period time when we wanted to sign uh, uh, a strike and other players that from one day to another it would be dead easy to sign players. But coming back, uh, the situation happened and it was difficult than, than, than to sign the right players. Can you, can you shed any light on the Luke Henry situation? Again, social media, breeding ground for rumour. There were a lot of rumours that you went down to the hotel and, and, and you, I, d I don't know if abuse is the right word, but a lot of verbal abuse towards Luke Hendry in front of players, maybe. Again, this is unsubstantiated, unsubstantiated rumour, but it's something I need to ask you about because a lot of fans think, like, as you said, that was the turning point. Yes, of course. I blame Tim, I blame Stuart, I blame the whole team to say you are crap. I wasn't there. <laughs> I was not in the hotel and I was not at the game. So if someone can show me or uh, can show me evidence that I was, I wasn't there. It was the whole day on the phone because it was a transfer period time and I was with Greg the whole day on the phone because Greg rang me and said 11 o'clock uh, there's an issue with, with Luke, he can't probably play. So that was the start. We never thought about to make a decision on this day. The lessons learned out of it, um, um, yeah, we should find an agreement um, with the player, with the agent and with the club two weeks before. Sure. That was the mistake prior to the game. Uh, but uh, his so did that upset you? The fact that he couldn't play, that we didn't know that he could play, did that upset you at all? Did that? No, listen, can't be upset if 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 another club has a reason or for whatever reason they've done it. I don't want to blame anyone. But this was fact in this situation. Two hours before the departure of the coach, and then you have to make a decision to say, do you want to leave him at Bradford or whatever? But we said, listen, we can bring this over the line, and uh, uh, yeah. And the fact that his dad's John and, you know... You know Did that make things difficult, that he's related to a club legend? I think if you read the social media, yes, because I met uh, John several times. He's a, he's a great guy and uh, I never wanted to, to cause him or me problems in that. But if you know the story behind the scenes and Greg knows it, that it was difficult. At the end, he had an offer and he rejected it. And I think, uh, yeah, he and his agent have rejected the offer. And, I, the timing was wrong, yes, the timing was really wrong, but uh, I never thought about to discuss this on this day, because um, on the day before, but uh, Greg said, yeah, he had information, and but once more coming back, this can't be an excuse to lose against Yobel Town. No, no, you, you, you're absolutely right. Again, the, you, you mentioned there, and we mentioned it in the video we did previously, how important communication is with the fans, and I think you can see from the Luke Hendry situation, for instance, if there's...
I mean, a lot of that isn't any of our business, to be honest. But if, there, if there's no communication and the rumours are allowed to continue, people just accept it as fact. People yeah. think, Edin is a monster. He told Luke Hendry he couldn't play for Bradford City. And we start to believe that. I mean, we sort of mm. started to believe yeah, it. Yeah, people, we... people told us so many times. We were like, well, has anyone spoke to Edin about this? You know what I mean? Has anyone, has the club said out about the situation? And I know, I know oh. it's difficult for you to manage putting things out there saying, and it puts it back in the spotlight again. When the, when the yeah. fact of the matter is, we lost to Yeovil. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was a problem, you know, and everyone was happy because no one spoke about uh, uh, the game we lost, so to say, against Man United. But once more, I, I've probably, uh, beginning, I've underestimated uh, the media and the PR because at first I'm not a professional in that. Um, and what um, I wanted just to work hard for the club mm. and not to, to defend myself all the time and to. Yes, important is to have this communication. I understand it now. After three, four months, that that something went wrong, and information has been twisted out and uh, uh, twisted, uh, which I think is totally unfair. We have to change this. We have to inform the fans in a different way. But I appreciate also the fans to understand. Like now, still I have to defend some things in uh, rumors, and I have to look for head coach now. Sure. So why I, I don't we give a certain time to say, guys, I get it, but let's focus on a very important decision. Players we have to sign. Greg is okay, but not well. So still, uh, he helps me massively, and and he makes all scouting now and and, and the recruitment, which is done before. But he's not on top, and he's not fit. But he still gives everything, which is great, which shows once more his passion to the club. But let's be honest, it would be much more easier to have a coach. But that's for me sometimes really difficult. To say, Give me a chance to make this decision mm. with Greg with the club, with the people around, to make a proper decision. I, I guess one question, and one thing that pops up a lot when decisions are made and, and uh, people start talking about it is, people always say, but Eddie knows football, so don't worry. That, that's, that's something that you were quoted as saying, saying, I know football, trust me. What, what did you mean by that? Is, was something lost in translation there, or? So, what have you received by that? Let's put it this way. <laughs> so we... I can turn it we, around. It, it can be misconstrued in, in a yeah. few different ways. It could mean that you think you know better than Stuart McCall, for instance. You know better than uh, a football manager or a player. Or it could just be that you're a fan, you understand football, just trust me and I'll handle it. You know, trust me, I know how football works. So did you, do you think you know better than an experienced football manager? Or did you just mean you get football? I think if you explain me like this, it was totally wrong, yeah. <laughs> wrong comment on. For me, what I wanted to say is uh, um, that if you invest in a company or in a club, whatever, you have to have a certain understanding of the game or of how to make money out of it, because that's an investment. And that was it. So you need a little bit knowledge of football to understand which, what you're looking for in recruitment. I mean, it's also important to understand what are you looking for? How, how do we recruit a player? And that is more my, I think, experience from Germany to, to, to think about what excites a scout, what excites a club. That's the reason you have to create a recruitment logic. That's all. I will never be more experienced than a, um, a manager or a player who played like Steve Warnock 20 years or whatever, a mm. manager with 35 years. It's not my job. But my job is to have the big picture of it, to mix the sport and the business. And then I think I can bring uh, uh, a lot of things uh, to the party. But that's the reason you're specialists. No, 
you have the head coach is a specialist, you have under 18 coaches are specialist, and once more, I'm not running the club and James and other ones. There are a lot of people who runs the club. We have now stadium manager, uh, Paula, operations manager, she's brilliant. We have Terry, the financial controller, also a, a, a new senior manager on the, on the board, it's top. We have Dale, uh, our new shop manager, they're all specialists. I'm, they just show me, I say, listen, what's the way, which, how much profit do we need? What so do I think? was lacking then? You think when you came in, it was lacking these, these sorts of people? Um. No, it was a different way of thinking probably. And I would want to compare it with other um, owners and, 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 and with Mark and Julian because they had another way. I don't want to say we do it better or we do it different. Yeah. And uh, to, to decide to bring the shop back to the club, it's, a, it's another decision. Probably Mark and Julian would never uh, agree on it, but it was the right to do decision, whatever the thing yeah. is right. But we think it's the right thing for us, so that shows if we think we can do in some areas uh, a better job than probably a part, then we'll do it. In banketing, no, we have a good partner. In, in the concourse um, uh, uh, shops and everything, we have a better partner, so we can't do it. But for the shop, it was a good decision, and you need the right people. Mm -hmm. So we signed Dale, uh, a very experienced shop manager, and, and he runs it. And then if you have per area, uh, um, um, the right, the right players. Then, then, then this works. Bradford City is also off the picture team. We have now Daniel, who runs the media and PR, and, and that's also important for me to trust in these people. But that's after two years, and in the um, how to say, still, I'm still as a foreigner. The important thing is for me to have trust and to see loyalty. Because it's not easy, you know. It's a different culture what you yeah, have yeah. to me comparing to me. It's not right or wrong. It's different. And sometimes, like you said, when I spoke to Dave, the under-18s coach, and I said, yeah, how do you feel? And for next season, he said, yeah, it was strange when you came in as a chairman. And he said, tell me what you think. No one asked me before. And not a chairman. And I have to understand this. That's a total way of working with each other. Sure. And, 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 and this has caused problems, but uh, by accident. Because I've done it, I thought, oh, it's the right way to do it. And people said, never asked me. So. Something must be behind, you know, yeah, behind yeah, so. yeah. But now they, they get me and understand me, and, and that's the way we can have success, to trust this under-18 coach to say, you understand the strategy, you're a good coach, you know what you're doing, do it. So one, one big piece of news that, that came out recently was the retained list. Obviously, this is a piece of news that, as Bradford City fans, we've been waiting for for a long time. I think if you, if you go by Twitter, people have been like staying up at night. Wait, yeah, it's waiting for the. And they've got nothing better to do than with the retainers. So you, you're happy with the, the squad you've got left? I mean, um, it's difficult to um, decide about a retain list where when you have no manager and head coach. And um, so who made that decision then? Who made the decision of who to keep and who to let go? So so we discussed um, Greg and Simon, and I would discuss the list. And uh, Simon Grayson. Yes. Yeah. Not Parker. No. <laughs> 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 I was thinking, I'm sorry, Simon Parker got yeah. to Okay. And uh, we went through it and we understood his logic and uh, we made our comments on and we agreed on. But then when we decided, uh, um, yeah, to... On, on, the, uh, on the manager front, what sort of time scale are we looking at? Again, this is another thing, like the retain list, Bradford City fans <laughs> want to know who's going to be the, the manager or head coach. No, I totally understand and then that's also difficult in recruiting players, that's for sure. But as you think about this mid and long term idea, yeah, to spend one week more and to be, have a properly better understanding, better decision making uh, 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 part, I hope it will be end of next week. 
but you never know. But as soon as better, but we have to have a good feeling. That's that's all about. You said something interesting to me the other day. You said um, you were, you were due to look at some managers, and all of a sudden a letter came out online, which took up valuable resources of your time. It must be really frustrating, you know, when you try to just get on with your day-to-day job, and something like that comes out, which totally throws you for two hours. Yeah, I mean, the fans have to understand this. Uh, people who send this out or, or, or who trying to interrupt the current process, they can't be pro Bradford City, that's just my opinion. Because they know exactly that we have to focus on the coaching or the coach situation. And, and if you do think, what's the reason behind it? What's the reason in this moment to send such post out or tweet or whatever? Why? Yeah, to interfere or to cause issues. And is this a Bradford City fan? I don't think so. Because if you're a Bradford City fan, you have to understand that if the chairman said, please give me time to make the right decision, then why don't you give him the time then? Do you think that some fans do that because maybe they don't like you? Um, how can they know me? That's the first question. Um, if people know me in person and know you in person, they can make their own decision to say, I like you, or I don't like you, if they're honest to you. Mm. Um, but as a fan, you've been influenced by influencers and by informations. So, and if you believe in the source or the influencers, then you would probably judge and decide. But, um, do, you, do you understand that some of the decisions you made, I mean, sorry to get back to this actually, but some frustrate fans? So when fans think you've made a decision that they don't agree with and they get frustrated and they voice their opinion, I mean, I, I guess some things that happened last season frustrated us and we might have yeah. voiced our opinion. Does, how do you deal with that? Does that upset you? As long as it's not personal, I suppose. Man, one, yeah, you're right. As long as it's not personal, as long as it's a chairman's decision or the owner's decision, then it's fine. Because it's adding and, and abusing and everything, it doesn't really help. But I can do show you... Do you understand why fans might react like that, though? I mean, they're passionate about the club, aren't they? They invest their time, their, their own money in Yeah, well, but, but I fully understand this. But vice versa, they have to understand me, that I have to decide, uh, in this moment, uh, I have to decide Stuart is a manager and not a legend. And that's something, or sometimes, or often, if you've seen this in social media, it was discussed, but he's a legend. Yeah, he is, he was, he is, and he will be a legend of Bradford City, and he will be always welcome at the club. But in this moment, we had to decide uh, uh, as a manager, and as everyone's seen the games against Wimbledon and Oldham, it was difficult to watch it anymore. And uh, yeah, a lot of players let him down, to be fair. And he was in this situation, then we thought, okay, we have to make a decision. And I get it that some fans have been, how to say, uh, very angry about it, but vice versa, I can Pissed show off you. is the uh, <laughs> thing. <laughs> it was your, your, your wording. <laughs> yeah. but, um, I can show you a lot of letters and emails bef when we signed Stuart in the first week that I got the same comments. What are you doing? Are you crazy? He messed it up the first time. The first battle was shit. So it's the same. For like last season to say, kick Colin Doyle out, he's shit. Yeah. And today they said, hopefully he will get an offer. So, you know, it's... It's difficult to judge on it, and we have to just... I mean, this is, this is good news for you. There's evidence there that people can win fans around. Colin Doyle maybe did get those comments, and then he won the fans around. He now fans, fans love Colin Doyle because of his effort, his performances. Um, and similarly for Stewart, you know, he had that post bell, but then people were pleased to see him get to the playoff final with Bradford City, which made it then even more difficult, I guess, for you to 
for you to sack Stuart because of that connection and because we felt like he had done really well. Don't use the word sacking because that's unfair. I've told you, we never spoke with a manager before and when I rang him, I spoke with him face to face. So it's not sacking. Sacking is for me ring someone on a Sunday and to say bugger off, <laughs> like other clubs. Or especially after the game to tell him like other clubs, thank you, but go home. So he had a chance really uh, 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 to speak with all those players and this was out of respect and I think the fans have to appreciate this also, that mm. we haven't disrespected him and we also discussed what will happen if we lose against old team. So sacking is a harsh word and it's not the right word for sure. this situation. So when, when, when Simon Grayson came in to replace Stuart, great, on paper a fantastic appointment, uh, a manager that had great experience at this level, were you disappointed that there wasn't that instant impact that things didn't really turn it took around? It a while, did it, to get into it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> After something happens, you are always more clever, aren't you? So that's yeah. in this situation, you have to understand. Simon had a really hard start with a lot of uh, postponed games, training sessions. Yeah, and also if you are in the stadium and and, and still the the fans shouting uh, the former manager's uh, name, it just doesn't help. And um, I think this was tough for him in in this situation to 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 find a way and. Um, yeah, that was the start was just not good with the circumstances, and then uh, yeah, we never found Jeremy says this kind of red line to say which team do we play in which way. So it was hard for him to get it, and yeah, he got it. Yeah, hasn't worked. I mean, he made Simon made a lot of comments about the fact that he didn't think the players were good enough. Is is that something you agree with, or you agreed with at the time? I think a lot of fans would have agreed that a lot of the players weren't, oh, yeah. didn't seem to be Some putting the in the shit. right off, didn't they? From the start of the season, they started amazing. You know, Ramin Vansalo, you could argue, and then he dropped right off towards the end. And let's be honest, I've watched now Shrewsbury against Charlton, and uh, I have to admit, Charlton is much more better players. But Shrewsbury is a better team. And that's the difference. So we haven't been a team anymore. That was the problem. Mm. We, have, we have good individual players. Our guys, we've won the same game we lost against Wimbledon with the same team we won in Shrewsbury, in Portsmouth, and all, in Wigan, with the same team. Mm. So I would accept this when people tell me from the beginning of the season we have a bad squad. Then you can say, yes, you see the whole season is rubbish, but to be on top on the 3rd or 4th, on the 1st of January, to have uh, the most uh, away points uh, received and uh, to win a lot of games uh, against the top six, uh, and then from one day to another this changed. There must be other reasons, you know, and that's the infect in, in the team thinking. And it's not about individual players. Huddersfield has not better players than West Ham or than, I don't know, um, Southampton or Stoke, but they have a better team bonding. And this we have to learn to understand that also when you say team, you mean the club, don't you? Everything. Because you could argue that Stuart <coughs> had a good bond with that that set of players, couldn't you? Yeah, but it's more than Stuart and the players. It's about a club, isn't it? We have to have a bonding with the employees behind the scenes. They've never seen the players. Mm. So this must be bonding. They have to understand you want to change that? Yeah, of course. Mm. That's the reason also we decided to have a, a camp probably in the UK to say, listen, that, that's a bonding. You have to respect also the player liaison. He's doing everything for you. You have to respect the financial controller. Because if he's not paying you, I don't know, the right salary, five minutes later, you will ring him. Probably you don't know him face to face. It's time now to understand, isn't it? We are, we are one team. And especially with the history of the club. 
Uh, we've seen it in memorial, you know, where, where it shows such a massive bonding. And, um, and then comparing to this abuse, that's a total different, different story, which I don't understand. And then uh, especially when, when the chip, say chips are down or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The chips are down. When the chips are down, then you have to stay together. But here it was, when the chips are down, everyone looks for excuses and everyone's fault. This we have to change this logic to say, especially in the bad moment, we need a massive bonding. I guess, I guess the, the reason fans speak out against you sometimes is because on the, on the matter of Heart DVD at, the, at Fleetwood, you, you put yourselves out there. You know, you make it known we're the chairman, we're enjoying this, like you, you walked around the pitch at, at Fleetwood. So I guess when things then go, go wrong, you're a, you're a target. There was a top two comment as well, which you probably, do you regret saying about the top two automatics that time? You said we're aiming for the top, finish top two. Do you regret any of that? I haven't said this. Have you read, read the article? We have a chance to. Okay. As I said, you can okay. twist everything around. So Again, you were twisted, twisted to So if you read the article right, then you will see that uh, I said there's a chance if. You're getting, told, if, you're getting told off, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you just say, yeah, this, I've said, yeah. You, now you can mention, I'm a human being, you know, I was like a fan in Fleetwood. And that was sure. the great thing. Mm -hmm. But that's for me important to say, if we win, then we are together. But if we lose, the same. Our times are changed. But if we lost, then, then, oh, then it's just a chairman. Oh, the players, no, no, it's just a chairman. And this, this can't be right. And that's the bonding we have to find. That Don't misunderstand me. I, I, fans were, when you were walking around that pitch at Fleetwood and Bradford City were a success, the fans were on board with you. They were enjoying it. They were enjoying you, seeing you enjoy that success. But what I'm saying is that when, when things go wrong, because of that, you're then the target. You're the person yeah, but, people will go but, to. Let's be honest, when has all started? When? January onwards. Yeah, but yeah. when? When we decided to go for another manager and if we would yeah. have Uwe Rösel in this momentum, let's be honest, no one would care because he has not this link to the club. And that, this was the massive difference. And, and obviously yeah, how can you say one and a half years, everything was brilliant and then from one day to another, everything is shit? This can't be right, guys, can it? So this was a reason, of course. Mm. And because he's a legend of the club, and this, this has caused this issue, which I totally understand. But we have to look in the future and say, listen, how, 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 how can we change this? Or, I mean, okay, right. So we'll go to the tweets now. So you sent us some tweets in at Bantam's Banter on, on Twitter. Um, some of them, obviously, we can't ask. It'd be very awkward. Um, but we do have some here. Now, the first one is from... A company, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to mention the name just well, in case we get liable. Well, I just thought well, they might not have wanted. They this. might build a new house. The thing is, we did, we did it under the guide. Nobody knew we were actually meeting, oh, did they? So I don't want to. So this one was asked: um, Is your objective to make Bradford City successful, or yourself money? What's that for a question? <laughs> no. What's that for a question? <laughs> I was always, how to say, ambitious in do the things right, and the rest will come. If you are focused on the money in this investment, you will make the wrong decisions. Mm -hmm. Because then we would sell the best talented players we have, and we don't want to, because this is a long-term deal. Never. I want, what is success? Success is for me that everyone can see Bradford City has the best pathway in the whole of England for young players. Because then we get better and better quality players, we can sell them on, we make money out of it, we invest in the team, we invest in infrastructure, and we increase the whole level. That's all about. And if we are then successful, I don't make any money. 
if you don't take any money out, I don't make any money. The money is in the club. We can't take it out because we need it. We need it for a pitch, we need it for a shop, we need it for the players, we need we bought now young kids. Yeah, it's also new in Woodhouse Grove. We bought young talents. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just to let you know, we bought young talents, so <laughs> it's the next step. Where the people have to know. Youth, yeah. yeah. So the answer is you want Bradford City to be successful. That's why you're here. You want yeah. to directly answer the three. <laughs> yeah. But, but that, that's a projection, isn't it? To say, if we are successful with Bradford City, the rest come anyway. Uh, the next question here from Michael Forrest. Thanks, Michael. Hi, Michael. Um, what do you consider was the biggest mistake you made last season? As I mentioned before, not to find a way to bring all together as a team and to have this team bonding. That was the biggest mistake from the Stuttgart camp to the end in total. And I have to admit, it's my mistake as a chairman because I have to find a way to bring all together and I have to admit this. Yeah. Um, Paul Jazzcoin, that's, uh, <laughs> let's just say Paul um, on, on, on Twitter. Um, is the job bigger uh, than you thought when you first took charge? In case of bringing all together and in case of politics in around the club, it's a big, which it's a big job, which I thought it will be a little bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ed Bashforth, which league do you see City in for the 2019-2020 uh, season? So where do you see Bradford City in a couple of years' time? Of course, our aim must be uh, the championship. But as I said, it's important if you go up to have kind of um, kind of sustainability in a plan that you you reach a championship with um, with a squad where you don't need to how to say change 20 players and then to go in the risk to build a new squad and take the risk to get relegated when we want to go up as soon as possible there's no doubt but in the right way you know what I mean because sure. then yeah. it must be sustainable to have a right chance to, to keep sure. to stay in the league uh, one from Wayne Finter. Uh, this is a tough one. Why, why, <laughs> why would a League One player want to sign for Bradford City on a bonus structured deal when they can get a higher basic wage at a fellow promotion cha uh, chasing team in the same division? So I guess this goes right back to the rumours. Um, again, we'd, we can't confirm this, you can, about the bonus scheme, the way you want to pay players. Uh, rumours are that you want to pay players in the German way of you pay them half up front and then they can earn the rest if they're successful at the end of the season. That's not really half in Germany, but um, let's put it this way. We pay a lot of bonus payments to go up, winning bonus and uh, cup bonuses. And um, for me, at first it's important if someone is desperate to play for the club. And that's what we learned from this season sure. to say you have to have the right mentality to be proud to run your socks off 90 minutes. Best player showed us Callum Guy last season as a lone player. Mm. He showed the right mentality, what it means to be proud to play in front of such a crowd. And then at the end, I think we will convince the players with our mentality and hardworking uh, way. Uh, and it's not then at the end about 100, 200 quid per week. If someone says, but I'm getting 100 pounds at another club and said, yes, I will drive you there because you will not be proud enough to do it. So you're saying it's not really about necessarily competing for a player, 
you want the player first and foremost to play for this club regardless. Yeah, to have the right yeah. to have the right mentality. But that that's surely. You think it's, I think it's harder to, be, to compete for a player <coughs> going in at that angle, or do you think it's all, only ever down to the player? What do you mean? How, do you, how do you convince a player that it's the right thing to do? That they'll earn a little bit less initially, but if they play well and they're proud enough, they'll make money. Yeah. If another club comes in and says, I'll offer you double, yeah. you know? Yeah, the, the, two, two, the two things are very important to understand is once... In front of such a crowd, right, and such passionate fans and passionate owners and stuff and hard-working employees, you have to show the passion mentality to play for. Mm. But if someone just looks about money to earn, I don't know, more money at a bigger club, we, we have to accept this. But we have to see this as a springboard in every league to say, if you play in front of 20,000 crowd, we have about 20 scouts a game, you have a massive chance with us. Mm. Or you can show yourself in a shop window 23 times a season and there are championship clubs around, they will sign you and you will be on big, big money because you played for us and because you played in front of so many crowds and scouts. And this is what we can sell. And then you can earn a lot of money of your next step. So we are a springboard of a lot of players. Has, has it proven difficult in players that you've signed so far trying that, that system? Has it been difficult? Has it been difficult to convince players? First, you have to convince the agent, right? And, uh, sure. But um, what we are now looking for, we want to speak with the player and with the agent together, just to show the concept and the idea. And at the end, to put it this way, the coach and the manager have to convince the player. Yeah, sure. Because they, the manager and coach decides who's playing. And then we can prepare all the groundwork and Greg and I and other people, but at the end, it's all about um, the coach and to convince him. Okay. Uh, next question from an account called BCAFC Away Days. Thanks for your tweet. Do you genuinely think we can get promotion with the budget you're setting for next season? Who is in the Wembley final? Uh, Shrewsbury. Thanks. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't. You got me. You got me. Fair. I was saying not that one out back. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've thrown me now. Um, do you have any plans to buy back Valley Parade? That is from someone called Rinky Dink, who has a fit picture of David Louise in a Liverpool shirt as their profile image. <laughs> so take that as you will. Um, but do, do you have plans to buy back the stadium? And get in touch with Gordon Gibb if you like. Uh, I, you know him. Uh, Don't admit there. to knowing Gordon Gibb. Um, yeah, currently there are so many things in around the club where we really have to focus on, um, as I said, once more to bring all together. And then I think we have to think about the next steps, yeah. Okay. Um, we are not the owners of the stadium, we are not the owners of the training ground, which um, is an issue, definitely. On the other hand, we have to say that training ground is very good for us. It's um, linked, of course, with the Woodhouse Grove, the private school, one of the top 200, um, where it's exciting for young players because they can provide the young players an A-level. We can board them, they can train the whole day, so I think it's the only club in England, which I've understood, who has a private school at the train or training ground at a private school where the kids can board and can provide an A-level. So Valley Parade's not a priority at the moment? No, no. not okay. today fair, fair and answer. not tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got one here from one Stu Miller um, who wants to know what your five-year plan is. So over the next five years. That's quite a long time. It's a long time. It's 
Can I tell him the next one and a half weeks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to go for head coach? But of course, in five years' time, it's our dream to play in the championship and to be, yeah, fighting to stay in the championship. That's that would be a massive dream. And I think Bradford City fans will be quite happy with championship. I mean, the, the Premier League. I'm not really that bothered about the Premier League. The championship is where I think Bradford City deserves to be, where we can we can do well where I think we need to make that next step to thrive I think that's it's yeah. it's necessary but we've seen him in the Premier League haven't we so we can say we're not bothered but the younger fans will be bothered won't they Mr. Ah, it's not all it's yeah. cracked up to me you have to understand the game has changed and uh, the, the time has also changed when you see it's a massive gap between the third league and the second league. So League One and Championship based on uh, uh, salaries, on, on, on uh, TV income and media income where I've said it several times, League One feels for me like the 55th highest league in the world and the Championship is like the fifth highest league. That's massive. I would tell you, if we would be in a Championship, football clubs in Germany would ring me. Coaches would ring me. Players would ring me personally. But League One to convince people to come, it's difficult. Mm. It's another world. So that means also for Sunderlands and Wiggins that um, they are tough competitors. Everyone wants to be in the championship. And uh, uh, it's a lot of money in the championship. So you can't compare the championship today like it was 10, 15 years ago. And people sure. have to understand that now we had a really great run with Bradford City. Step by step, we've been better, right? But once you have a dip, and it was this season where we have to accept and hopefully we can go on and, uh, and, and be um, then more successful on the pitch and improve. But it's a massive jump, I can tell you. Sure. Uh, just a few more tweets then. Uh, Danny Puttock, straightforward question. Can we trust you? Yes. Good. <laughs> we'll see actually. This next question. Where do you get your curry? That's from the London Bantams. Where do you get your Bradford curry from? Takeaways. Oh. <laughs> I was several times at Akbar's. Akbar's? Well, that's fair. That's fair. Not quite international. There's one about um, <laughs> um, Steins. Someone said you're going to start serving the beer in Steins at the ground if you get the catering back. Because Carlsberg's horrible, isn't it? Carlsberg's our partner, so don't listen to it. Oh, right. It's just a joke. Carlsberg is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, d d are you going to improve the beer? Can we get a beer There's in a, a Stein? You get season? a lot of niggly things, don't you? People say, like, the toilet's broken, level thing. And after, after people going into say, such a nice wait, wait, conversation to ask that question. improvement, right, in, in the concourse. That would improve yeah. it. So you don't read the social media then. So we said we will sell draft beer for four pounds. Draft beer, not oh. Carlsberg in... in Tom, you haven't read the social media? Tom, I appreciate for listening. Thank and you. breakfast? My apologies. As well? No, no I okay. don't think so. <laughs> but once more, let's come back now to micromanager Edin. I'm not involved in the burst, so... I have to speak with Paula or with Centre Plate. I don't know, but I will let you know. <laughs> you should open your own microbrewery and call it Edin's Micromanagement. <laughs> if you're listening, breweries. Saltair Brewery, me make not that. a good joke, by the way. But... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, so, well, this, is, yeah. this, is, this is where we're at. Yeah. This is where we're at. I hope, everybody, you feel like your questions were, were answered honestly by Edin and that, and that we did them justice. Obviously, we feel feel exactly the same way as you do a lot of the time. So we wanted to make sure that we asked Ed in the right questions. Um, and we should do this regularly, please, because I think then no one can twist my information and no. you can believe it or not. Finally, can you tell us what the kit's like? Yeah, the new close. kit? The kids? Yeah, the kit. Yeah, the new kit. Is, yeah. It, is it nice? Good. Is it, They're different. We wanted to look for a kind of a fighting kit. And, um, so is it just shorts, like a boxer? <laughs> 
a little bit skins. <laughs> a little bit different than one smoked heritage amber always with the stripes a little bit different but I think um, um, we like it and it was a Hopefully team decision and Listen, it's our kid, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's our new one. So yeah, true, yeah. Go for it. Well, again, thank you to Eddie. Thank you to everyone for watching. It was a long video, but hopefully it was worth it. Yeah. Thanks very much.